0: Chapter 1 of The Blue Aunt. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to find out how you can volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Pseudonymous Nerd Mumbai. The Blue Aunt by Eliza Orne White. Chapter 1 The Letter. Jim was the first of the family to see the outside of the letter, and it happened in this way. His mother did not go down to breakfast that morning. When Anne, the housemaid, called him, he turned over and went to sleep again. When he came down to breakfast, his father and his small sister, Evelyn, had finished their meal, and Anne was clearing off the table. Anne wore spectacles, and Jim thought this was why she always looked so severe. Little boys who are late and don't get up when they are called, don't deserve any breakfast, said Anne. Jim never liked to argue with Anne, so he slipped out into the kitchen, where cheerful Catherine, the cook, was just finishing her breakfast. Jim thought that the kitchen was the pleasantest room in the house. He liked the warm colour of the red bricks behind the stove and the dresser with the blue china dishes on it and the shining row of pots and pans. He liked the bare floor where one could spill milk or cookie crumbs without having one say, Be careful or you'll spoil the rug. But best of all, he liked the delicious things to eat that came out of the oven. I've saved some buckwheat cakes for you, said Catherine, and she took a yellow bowl out of the oven. She always gave him a great deal more syrup than his mother did, And next to his mother, she thought that Catherine was the most charming grown-up person that he had ever known. The postman seemed to like her too, for often he came past the kitchen window and often stopped for a little chat. There's a letter from Miss Virginia this morning, said the postman, in a rather squeaky sort of voice. And it has a black edge all around the envelope, so I'm afraid there is bad news. I'll take the letter up to father, said Jim, and the postman slipped the mail in at the window. It was a sunshiny morning in early spring, and there was a lilac bush just behind the postman, with wee wee bits of green coming out all over it that would be leaves later on. Jim rushed upstairs and burst into his mother's bedroom, where his father sat reading around scraps to her from the newspaper. Jim was sure that his mother was the prettiest, sweetest person in the whole world. Her dark hair was rumpled around her forehead and was braided in a big braid, just as if she was a little girl. She was propped up in the bed with pillows and had on the prettiest pink kimono he had ever seen. There was a tray in front of her with a cup of coffee on it and some bread and butter. "'Mother, didn't Anne bring you up any buckwheat cakes?' Jim asked i'll get some for you right off now your mother is having a bad headache she doesn't want any buckwheat cakes said his father severely run down and don't interrupt us but father i've got to interrupt it's something very important it's a letter with bad news in it from virginia with a white black boulder all around it i am afraid your stepfather has died said mrs west poor matilda Of course, we must ask her to come to us at once. Of course, nothing of a kind, said her husband. You are in no state to have a visitor. It's a great many years since I've seen Matilda. She's nothing to me. Nothing but your half-sister, said Mrs. West. Jim was sure that his Aunt Matilda must be a disagreeable person, or his father would not have spoken of her in this way. She thought that Miss Tilda was the ugliest name he had ever heard, his mother's name, Sadie, was the prettiest of all, and he liked his sister's name next best. Middle Evelyn was curled up on the foot of her mother's bed. He had not seen her at first, for the footboard was a solid piece of mahogany that had hidden her from view. Evelyn had dark eyes like her mother, but her hair was light, and in the sunshine, Jim thought it looked as if it was made of gold. Evelyn had some tiny cups and saucers scattered about the bed, and she began putting them on the edge of her mother's tray. Can Sarah and Matilda have up their breakfast now? asked Evelyn as she held her up her two dolls. Then she looked up and saw that her mother was very sober. Poor, poor Matilda, Mrs. West said. Mr. West was reading the letter and giving little grunts as he said did so. Hmm, I don't see why she wants to come to us this summer. Hmm. He said, "Hmm, I tell you, you are not well enough to have a visitor. Why can't she stay where she's made her home for the last ten years? But dearest, of course, she stayed with her father. How could she do anything else? She had better stay on in Virginia where everyone knows her. Yes, said Jim, she had better stay in Virginia where everyone knows her. You little pitter, go downstairs where you belong. What do you know about it? Your aunt has lived in Virginia since you before you were born. Little Evelyn was explaining to her child Matilda that her great-aunt, who was also named Matilda, had lost her father. She was very fond of her own father, so she got down from the bed and climbed into his lap. Child as she was, she knew that her father was worried about his mother, and that's why he seemed so cross. My little pigeon, said her father as he stroked her yellow hair. You are my little comfort." Evelyn put one of her chubby arms around his neck. He finished the reading the letter and handed it to his wife. If you are not strong enough to have her here, Sadie, we'll perfectly well find her a boarding place. You see, she suggests that herself. She'll be as blue as indigo, poor thing, and it'll be hard for you and the children. Evelyn had never seen a blue person she had seen several black people and she remembered how yellow her mother looked when she had jaundice she wondered if her aunt had some very strange disease if so she must be very very good to her as so to make up with it mrs best was crying over the letter it's very pathetic she says about wanting to be near some of her own people she said all right as well we ask her to come to us at once for summer It shouldn't be a very long visit, as she says she has other plans for the autumn. Sadie, you are always too impulsive. I've seen so little of her since she grew up. I don't know at all how you'd get along. We'll ask her to come for us for a fortnight. She doesn't suggest coming for more than a fortnight. That wouldn't be decent, James. We must ask her at least for a month. What colour is indigo blue? Evelyn asked Jim. It was the afternoon of the day on which the letter came, and the two children were building a blockhouse in the nursery. It is a dark, ugly shade of blue. Poor Aunt Matilda. I guess she's a very horrible person, said Jim to Evelyn. For father seems to hate her, and you don't hate your sister if she's nice. I don't think anyone would be hateful if they had a disease that made them an ugly shade of blue. What are you talking about, you little goose? father said that Matilda was blue as indigo and that would make it very hard for us. Jim threw back his head and chuckled. Well, you do beat the Dutch, he said. We'll have to be very, very good to her, said Evelyn. Their heads were green and their hands were blue and they went to see in a sieve, quoted Jim. Look out, Evie, don't put any more blocks on that tower. It'll tumble down if you do. Evelyn, continued to brook the blocks on, as if she had not heard. Are you deaf? asked her brother impatiently. Of course I am, said Evelyn sweetly. When I want to put on blocks, I put on blocks. There, what did I tell you? Now see what you've done. Evelyn looked at the rector with concern. I didn't think it would tumble down, and it hasn't tumbled down. We'll build it up again. You are a perfectly aggravating child, and you always think you know best. You never get anything right if i were indigo blue should you hate me evelyn asked unexpectedly oh i hate you now oh don't you hate me said evelyn looking at him reproachfully with her brown eyes of course i don't hate you but sometimes you are enough to try the patience of job who was job evelyn asked confound it i didn't know who job was what questions you ask i think he was a bible chap Anyway, it's an expression father uses a lot. I'm going to build a house of my own this time, said Evelyn. I can build it any way I like, and then I'm going to make a house big enough for our children and me to live in. There'll be one room for Sarah, Matilda and me, and another room for the blue aunt when she comes. And we won't let you come in it at all. I don't want it to come in your old house, and I think your dust, Sarah, is a perfect fright. Matilda is very sweet, with the light, fluffy hair. But you'd better keep her away from Blue Aunt, or she might catch the disease. <laughs> End of chapter 1. Recording by Pseudonymous Nerd, Mumbai.